This is Will Smith from Artificial Brain. This is Mike from Devil Driver. This is Adrian Cowan from Seven Spires. I'm Corey Hoffing from Crimson Shadows. Hey, this is Paul Mazurkowitz, the drummer from Cannibal Corpse, and you are listening to The Great Metal Debate. Hey, metal fans, welcome back to the show for another metal artist interview. Tonight, we're descending into the dark metal carnival, joined by Raven and Muppet from Raven Black. Guys, thank you all so much for joining us on the Great Metal Debate. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. So we're here in Clarksville, Tennessee at The Warehouse. It's been a little over a year since you all performed here. That was the first time I saw you all perform live on tour with Abeleth. I know this is a big question. What's been up with a band in the year since? We've been on support tours just relentlessly. Uh, we just uh, finished the Devil Driver Ginger um, tour last fall, fall of 2018, and then we came home, and then we went out again um, in early spring with Cradle of Filth uh, and Wednesday 13. And then, then we went back home, and then now we're going, getting ready to go out with Static X, Devil Driver, Wednesday 13, and Dope. Those are some amazing bands. I mean, what was it like to be out on the road with those guys? And did you get to go to venues and cities that you've not been to before? Uh, Canada, with the Cradle of Filth run, uh, Canada was new. Um, so that was really cool to see, uh, especially Montreal, because it's like the metal capital of Canada. So that was awesome to see in person. Um, but for the, we've been to most of the states um, that these runs have been on. Um, but Canada Canada was new for us, and we're actually excited to go back on this run as well. Uh, we're hitting three dates up in Canada again, which is very fun for us, very fun traveling. The Canadians are crazy, um, but a good crazy. Uh, going out with these big bands, I mean, you know, like Ginger, I mean, they're they're going all over the world right now, so good for them. They're, they're our sister band now under the Oracle Management, Devil Driver, Cradle of Filth, Wednesday 13th. We're all under the blanket of the Oracle Management team uh, with Des Favara and Anastasia Favara, our managers. Uh, these opportunities, having great management behind you, a great booking agency, M7, you know, just kind of pushing us out there, really helping us to grow, you know, the exposure of meeting new fans, gaining new fans, playing our music at these big, huge, you know, venues. We've played all the House of Blues. Um, specifically one that I'm thinking of. It's like House of Blues Chicago. House of Blues New Orleans was just amazing, uh, our favorite spot. And, uh, you know, we just met so many people. One example would be we met uh, a couple that are clothing designers um, who live in New Orleans and run their business out of New Orleans. And now they're sponsoring us with their clothing brand, and they made a Raven Black collection by Malefic. So that's Malefic Apparel, and it's spelled M-A-L-E-F-I-C. Um, but they're amazing. They've made voodoo dolls of us. Uh, so th- those are for sale online now. So it was, it's been, you know, just the travel, meeting fans. We've got all these new rejects, Ravens rejects fans. Um, it's been an amazing experience. It's a huge growth spurt for us from 2017 to now. Um, and we're just going to keep keep continuing. I and mean, we're just going to keep going. Well, since this is the first time we've had you on the show, I do want to get a little bit of background from you. Uh, first, did either of you grow up in musical households? My mom taught piano, so uh, the cool thing about that was uh, she said I would only when she was pregnant with me. I'd only ever move when she played piano, 
Uh, so that's how she knew I was going to be a musician because any other time of the day I'd never react to anything, but then she'd start thumping away and um, I would move. So that, uh, she definitely instilled that from me from you know the very first memories I, I ever have. Um, and I know, I know Raven's very influenced by her parents as well. So my parents, uh, in the 60s, they played in a band, and it's not the U.S. band, but um, my mom is from Vietnam, and uh, my, both my parents played in a band. Uh, when they were dating, and they were called the Black Crows. Um, and it was very 60s, very mod squad. Uh, alternative rock, definitely, you know, mimicking back. Probably influences would be like Led Zeppelin, the Beatles, you know, uh, Black Sabbath, that kind of thing. It wasn't quite... There was metal there, but it was definitely a different time and era. Um, so not what we hear today in metal, uh, which is, you know, more more are suited to what we do. Uh, but I was actually named uh, Raven because... Crow didn't seem like a most feminine and feminine enough name, so they named me Raven. Uh, but it was it is my middle name and it's my real name. Uh, that's the story. But yeah, my dad played guitar. Um, both my parents sing. My mom is an amazing singer. Um, she does a lot of folklore, operatic stuff too, which I think I mean I know that's that's where my vocals come from. Are both my parents? And. If you don't mind talking a little bit about influences, like what was it that first got you into the heavier side of music? Well, I get asked this question a lot because people will say, well, you sing, you know, you have a very strong singing voice, you know, why the screaming, you know, you could go do pop, you can go do anything else. Um, I, honestly, my, my answer has always been true and is the same today, is there's a lot of emotional um, baggage or emotional experiences I've had in my life that will probably eventually surface as we get more popular. And, and of course, the music and this, the comic books come out. There's some fiction there, but there's some, some reality in that, too, from our, our lives. Uh, but it will, in, it will, on its own, organically unfold. But uh, a lot of trauma, a lot of um, challenging times in my life as a person, as a female, uh, that the heavier music really helps me express everything lyrically uh, which pop music would not ever do and how about you Mubbit? for me it was Avenged Sevenfold the first time I heard them um, up until that point I was listening to a lot of like pop punk like Blink-182 um, like Travis Barker was my first drumming influence and um, I always wanted to see if I could get my hands to ever go as fast as he did and then the first time I heard Reverend with Avenged Sevenfold I was like wait a second your feet can do this too it blew my mind I remember listening to uh, City of Evil over and over, um, just being blown away by the complexity that I've never heard up until that point that the Reverend brought to the table. And I was like, I gotta see more of this genre of music, what metal entails. And then I discovered Joey Jordison, um, Metallica, you know, Lars Ulrich, but then I got Joey Jordison was huge influence as well. Uh, Reverend was the first metal drummer. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And anything and everything metal that I could get my hands on, and still to this day, I love listening to new metal. Um, and listening to how these drummers voice their ideas on a kit, it's always inspirational. And it always gives me that drive to get better. Because I believe that you can never, that I personally can never master the drums. I can only get better and better and better and better. So it's like an ongoing search to get better and learn to other ideas to influence it well i don't want to dwell too much on the past i do want to talk about the present which is very exciting i know you guys have a single risen from the ashes released just today tell us a little bit about that song 
Uh, well, it, it stems from um, it. It stems from our new al- upcoming album called the Black Album. Our upcoming Black Album. Uh, that's we're hoping to release early 2020, maybe possibly fall of 2019, but that's very very close. So it's probably going to be 2020. Uh, but Risen from the Ashes is about the backstory uh, from the comic book issue uh, where Raven was in her past life burned at the stake for practicing magic. So Risen from the Ashes is really the story about her. And in the lyrics, you know, it's about rising from any any time you've been burned, um, any kind of, uh, you know, stress that you've faced in life. It's about rising together and uh, overcoming that. Um, so it's, it's an uplifting song, if you per se, but it's very heavy. Um, and there's a lot of anger and angst in it, of course. Um, obviously, she was burned at the stake. Uh, so that's kind of tying into our upcoming comic book issue number two, We Came Across the Darkness. So, you know, our albums are always concept albums and uh, follows our stories of our lives, our past lives, present, and future. Um, but it is meant to be a very inspiring song. Why we chose it for this release date and this tour is because, obviously, our tribute to Wayne Static. And I'm assuming we're going to hear that one tonight. Yes, you are. Tonight will be our first time playing it live here at Clarksville at the Warehouse. Uh, so we're super excited. Very, very excited. And would you say, is this sound maybe representative of the other songs that you have in the hamper? Or, or what's coming down the pike as far as the new songs you're working on? Absolutely. Uh, both Risen from Today, Risen from the Ashes and Carnival are going to be the two songs off the new record, like Raven was saying. Uh, but they are definitely an insight to how this record's going to sound. And we're very excited on how it's sounded already and where it's going. And we're really, we can't wait to get this next record out. So hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Well, again, I had a chance to see you guys perform last year, and I was so impressed by the energy on stage and how the crowd fed off that. I mean, as an artist, what's that like? Is, how, how does that influence your performance, seeing the crowd get into the music and respond to what you're doing on stage? It's the, it's the best feeling ever because when you're seeing people, um, like first and foremost, to get into music, I've always been a fan of music. So music that inspires me, I always sing along with. I always move to the same grooves. Like The, the parts that I look forward in the songs um, always strikes to my core. And to have to, to be able to see people respond to your music the way that you feel about music that got you into this is the most surreal thing in the world because you see their their passion behind it and then it it, it pumps you up because um, it's their belief in your music their excitement on the riffs and the fills that you're playing that. I hit harder. I go crazier. I'll, I'll yell at people when you know they, they're yelling at me, and like it's, it's, and then it's a much more uh, encompassing experience. Now everyone's a part of the show, and it's not just uh, you know just watching the band. Now it's just like, oh, I'm gonna yell at this guy. Oh, okay, well I'm gonna yell back at you. Oh my god. Okay, cool. So now like now we're both yelling at each other, enjoying the same part of the song together. You know. You're all making the music together. Exactly. Exactly. And, of course, there's a very strong visual component to your performance. I'm curious, to what extent is that visual aesthetic uh, a natural reflection of the music versus just its own artistic endeavor? Um, it's both. Because, like me, and a lot of the stage props and the visuals that we we share uh, during our live performances is created by hand by myself or Muppet helping me you know, create this. The band creates it. 
So um, for me, visually, it's it needs to connect to the story, connects to the song or one of the songs or several of the songs. Um, I really we we as a band really made a decision, especially when we released the song Carnival, um, and at the outro we really I really we really hit it hard with "Come to the Carnival, Come to the Carnival," and we repeat it. Um, and really, that is the invitation that. We want to create that like encompassing experience for each of our fans, which is you are part of this carnival. And that was the whole concept from the beginning, which was we created the dark metal carnival to invite all those to come and join us in this celebration of metal music, dark metal music, uh, dark horror theme, uh, gothic, you know, creepy, scary, you know, demented, twisted, just anything goes. And we treat our fans the same way. They treat us the same way as you know, no judgment. I'm very anti-judgment. And, you know, when you see us on this next tour, you will start seeing some darker imagery. Um, we built a our own stage props this time, and there is an upright cross and an upside-down cross. Uh, and it is, you know, they're both dipped into hell and now have risen for our new song. So, uh, you know, things like that, but it's the duality of good and evil, the duality of life. Um, and I always say in everything that I write, finding that balance, you know, just to seek happiness or peace. Can't wait to see those new stage setups. Beginning to wrap up with you, uh, and you touched on this earlier after this show in Clarksville, what are the band's plans for the remainder of 2019? Right now, it's the both static runs in, across America and Canada. So we're on this one with uh, the same lineup for the next one as well. So it'll be Static, Devil, Driver, Dope, Wednesday 13, and Us. And it'll be um, June, July, and then also in November, December. And after that, working on the album some more? Yeah, we're basically trying to get in the studio August through September to hopefully try to see if we can get this album done by the second leg, the North American Part 2 of the Static X run. If we can manage to get it done, mixed, mastered, and ready to go, we will release it this fall. If not, it will be uh, probably February of 2020. Well, final question, because I know you guys have to get ready for the show and, and, and prepare the visuals. What's the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from Raven Black, including your most recent album, 13? Um, through our label, um, it's wormgroup.com, and that's w-u-r-m-group.com. For our music, um, our merchandise, you'll definitely go to the oraclemerchstore.com, uh, and they have, they'll have all of our merch that's available there. Oh, and Malefic as well. MaleficApparel.com. Well, I want to encourage fans to do that, purchase music and merchandise from this band. Great guys. I was taken aback when I came in here. You all were already hanging out with fans on the tour bus, just hanging with them. I mean, you're very fan-friendly, and I encourage folks to come out and see you on this upcoming tour. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having us.